Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to our bonus live episode of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And they call me Sarah. And today we will be discussing a theory about Harry Potter. Is Harry Potter a seer? You're a seer, Harry. (laughs) Today we will have our topic of discussion, and then we'll be opening it up to all of you for your input. But before we begin, we have major, major weekly profit news from Meg's Mousetoes. Um, so I, we announced the other week that we are having a guest on Swish and Flick. Our first celebrity interview guest is going to be James Payton from the Harry Potter series who actually played Frank Longbottom in Order of the Phoenix and he also is in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as a stand-in for um, Dan Fogler and Colin Farrell which is neat so he's like been on set and like I'm just excited to interview him but on top of that we also wanted to let all of you guys know who may want to subscribe to our podcast that we are going to be interviewing Chris Rankin as well and I'm like <laughs> so excited. And, so and who excited is about Chris it. Franken so, for, oh, for people who don't yes. like me? He I plays, usually don't know who he plays, plays the Percy movie. Weasley. Percy so, Weasley. Um, so yeah, Percy's gonna be on the show in a couple of weeks. We're gonna put all the info out on our social media today. You guys are the first ones to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's confirmed. He's coming on. We're gonna be doing a live video podcast for our patrons, which is gonna be super fun. They can ask him questions while we're talking to him about. Percy's character arc, um, which I have to say, we were super not fans of Percy Weasley. <laughs> Speak and then, for yourself. Oh, that's true. Okay, I'm just saying at first, you weren't really. <laughs> I'm just saying that I kind of... Okay, but I'm just saying. Helped. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying. all right. <laughs> Children. So, <laughs> um, so then a couple years ago, we went to the MuggleNet Live event down in Orlando, and Chris Rankin was there, and he talked about his character mm-hmm. arc, his like character of Percy, he totally changed all yeah. of our minds. We were like, oh, my God, we just love him so much. He's the best character. I'm not really, like, the best, but, you know, a good one. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But I'm excited to, like, actually talk to him 
kind of face to face through Skype, which is going to be super fun. Yes. And then like let the listeners get involved in it too. So patrons look out get for that. to view that, correct? Yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. a video, like mm-hmm. a YouTube live video for patrons, and it's going to happen in September. So yeah. be on the lookout for like details on that. But we always do a weekly profit in our episodes. So even though we're live right now, we felt that we had to share some fun info with you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Katie, we usually don't do this. I know. Well, before I do do it, do 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 it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how we got started. For anybody who doesn't know, for anybody who does know, stick around, take a nap. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but before I get into it, do we each want to do a little bit of a bio of ourselves? Sure. Yeah. Can do. Go in our actual order. Would you like to start with me? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so my name is Tiffany O'Malley. By day, I am a first grade teacher in Cleveland. And I have a lovely husband and a daughter who is 13 months old. She's the coolest. She is called Lady Supreme, of course. She rules the roost. I also have an awesome dog named Fozzie Bear, and he is a chocolate labradoodle. You'll often hear him on some episodes because we do the recording at my house in my basement, dubbed the Swish Lair. But um, podcasting started as a hobby, and then it turned into a hobby that turned into a job, but it's a job that doesn't feel like a job. Mm -hmm. So it podcasting, it just comes naturally to me. I've fallen in love with it like I have fallen in love with education, and I love to spread the love of Harry Potter and get a younger generation involved because there's so many lessons that we can learn from Harry Potter. And it's not just about reading, but it's about who you are as a person and who you grow to be, the lessons that are, that are within the series that I love so much. So that's me. Yeah. Um, so I am, my name is Megan Petrus. Um, I am the Slytherin host of the podcast. I... I am a graphic designer by day, podcaster, editor, vlogger by night. I just, I love to do creative things. And sometimes when you're a graphic designer, you get into a position that isn't necessarily like super duper creative, but it is a good job and it is what it is. So like I was looking for, I just wanted to do something else that I could take things that I love and apply graphic design to them. Um, So this turned into obviously like so much more than a hobby, which is amazing. Um, But Katie, Katie and I are married and both of us are graphic designers. (laughs) Um, We attended Kent State. Woohoo! Go Flashes. Um, So we graduated from VCD at Kent. Um, We do graphic design on the side as well as like our normal nine to five jobs and podcasting. Probably more hours than I'm at work. (laughs) It's just so fun. It's so fun. And um, we do all of the design for the the podcast, uh, all of the merchandise, all like the logo, the flyers, the posters, everything is mine and Katie's like little child that we designed. So, yeah. Yeah. My turn. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie Petrus. Um, I'm the Hufflepuff host. I am a self-proclaimed cat lady, snack enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, real puff. <laughs> a real puff. True blue. True yellow? Um, <laughs> true yellow. I'm true blue. Right. <laughs> As Meg said, I'm also a graphic designer by day and then by night, blogging, podcasting, editing, like yeah. anything 
I don't know. We just love making content. Yeah, I just love making content creators. Um, So podcasting to me has found a very close place to my heart because my favorite line to say is before I did this two years ago, I couldn't order a pizza over the phone. And now I'm in front of a microphone in front of all these people (laughs) talking live and it's crazy. And doing amazing, might I add. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Go, Katie. Don't make me cry up here, all right? I'll never forget any of you. (laughs) You have sunglasses on. You're good. True. I'll still probably cry if she's crying. I'm the only one without sunglasses. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's been a crazy ride, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but I'll turn it over to Sarah. All right. So I'm Sarah. Um, I'm actually Tiffany's sister-in-law. So the man that she's married to that she claims is so great is my brother. So it depends <laughs> on the day if I actually like him. Um, and like she said, her, my niece, her daughter does rule the roost and so does her dog because I love him too. I will move from a, like a couch to let him sit on it and I'll sit on the floor. That's how much I love him. Um, and then Tiffany, or Megan and I went to high school together, so that's how we met. And then I met, obviously, Katie through Megan. And um, Best thing I, that ever happened to you. What? Best thing that yeah, ever happened sure. to you. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and this whole thing kind of started, like, I wanted to do a reread, and it turned into a podcast. And it had been something that um, I had wanted to do in the back of my head doing a podcast because uh, I'm a talker and I like to talk, obviously. Cool. And it turned into this crazy really? wild ride <laughs> that, you know, it's been two years. And with Swish, we've been able to meet a bunch of amazing people. And um, I've even been able to, you know, read the books again and dive deep and remember things. And then I'm like always saying that I'm not really a Ravenclaw. And then I have like a whole Google Doc trying to make a timeline. So everyone's like, no, you are like... No one would do that. <laughs> She's definitely a Ravenclaw. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's turned into, like, I work full-time, and then I have this full-time, and then I'm going back to school, so my life is going to be very, very busy. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because, I mean, being able to hang out with us, because our podcast isn't the most, you know, cut and dry, let's just talk about Harry Potter. We're four women that love to have fun and love to talk about Harry Potter, and the only difference is we put microphones in front of our faces and do this. And so then you get to hear it and you get to be a part of our friendship and just four friends hanging out. So yeah. We get silly sometimes, basically, is what she's saying. And we laugh a says, lot. Sometimes <laughs> it's pretty much all the time. And yeah. I'm the resident joker. I also cry a lot. <laughs> and um, then laugh when yes. you cry. Yeah. Like, I like to say I'm not a crier. I am. A thousand percent. Yeah. I don't know why you say that. I don't. I think I just don't like to cry. So then I say that, and then I'll cry. We went to see Cursed <laughs> Child, which I didn't think I was going to like. And I cried the entire however many hours those two plays are together. It's a long play. That's a lot yeah. of tears. Yeah. 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 So true. Okay. Yeah. Katie, okay. go ahead and talk more about us. <laughs> a little oh, bit yeah. of how we started. So, obviously, Sarah and Tiffany knew each other. They, we all knew each other, but we weren't as close, aside from me and Meg, you know, because we're married. We should I like her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sarah and Tiffany had come up with the idea to start a book club. Harry Potter, yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. We Star- do that a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's actually my idea, but thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so then we were like, we want in on it. So then we decided, yeah. finally picked a time. Wow. How many times you go that to I was going to tell you that we had dinner. Yeah. Remember? Yes. We had yes. dinner for my birthday. With her roommate. And the poor guy had to listen to us talk about Harry Potter the entire Shout time. out to him. He's over at our booth right now. Yeah. What up, Rut? Yeah. Star. Like, did not. I don't even know if he. Did he complain after you guys left? No. No. Yeah. He just I mean, it, it was like at least two and a half hours. We literally of talked about Voldemort for two and a half and hours. Yeah, Bellatrix, yep. Didn't yeah. you, like. Yeah. 
text me and be like, listen, you know Deathly Hallows the best. What yeah. happened with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were getting dinner. Sorry, go ahead. Can, can, I, can I speak? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so we got dinner, and then we told Sarah, we're like, we want in on this. Yeah. So then it's all cool. We decided to pick a date. We picked a date. We sat down. We're like, okay, we're going to talk about Sorcerer's Stone. Well, we're going to talk about the first two. So Sorcerer's right. Stone and, oh, right. and Chambers. The first two. And we decided, sorry that I'm no, interrupting you. This happens a lot. Sorry, Katie. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we decided that it was the, wasn't it the 20th, was it the 20th anniversary? It was at least it was an the anniversary of the first book. Yeah. So June 22nd was, we had this big feast. Um, Megan yes. and I are like the cooks of the group, so... My brother made something, I believe. Did he? He made like the turkey or chicken, and didn't he? I don't know. He had like a for roast party, chicken. I don't know. We had like a, a Harry Potter feast in the four of us, and we already knew that we were all separate houses. So we got together and we talked about the first book. And so we that's really Swish's birthday. And it's also Alana's birthday, which is my niece. So it's like perfect. <laughs> but go on, sorry. <laughs> so we were supposed to discuss book one and two. After two and a half hours, we weren't even through book one. Yeah. Right. So we're like, Sarah was like, why don't we, I don't know where this came from. Why don't we start a podcast? And yeah. we're like, what? And especially me, I'm like, oh, God, anxious. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't think so. But then we talked she about it more. She sort of had a mini, like, anxiety attack. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Talking to a microphone? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ezra, who is Tiffany's friend. Yes. Now all of our friends. He helped us set up. We, and then, like, within... It was like I within know, two it weeks. It was so quick. It was so super fast. We it bought all the equipment, split it up. We bought all the equipment. Because he, he had podcasts at that, or he still has podcasts. And so. He told us what to buy. Yes. Yep. So at, at the Kent that year, it was called Potterfest. <laughs> so now it's the Wizardly World. So we, they had a booth. They've had a booth, I believe, every year, right? Every yep. year, yeah. Yep. Um, so we came up, her, Tiffany's friends came up, and then the next day we recorded our first two and, episodes. Yeah, yeah. and um, at that first or it was actually the second potter fest so whenever it was potter fest um we put a swish and flick flyer with yes. every single poster order that <laughs> we sold that year so if any of you guys were there you probably got a swish and flick flyer yeah. with your poster which was which was awesome we were just trying to promote the heck out of it and yeah, yeah that whole weekend we just like sat down and recorded and ezra helped us edit it and mm -hmm. push get it out push it out e kirk 2006 he's over at our booth we yeah. love you ezra i don't know if you yeah. can hear me and if you're a listener you've heard him on several episodes correct when tiffany had he like a little in. maternity break maternity leave he um, filled, he in, for filled in for tiffany so he's the real mvp here yeah but what all of us have been saying is, like, this isn't just a hobby anymore. Mm -hmm. It's honestly, like, it's, it's a huge part of our life. We've gotten mm -hmm. to travel. Mm -hmm. yes. We've gone to New York. We've gone to Florida. 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 Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've met so many listeners. Mm -hmm. We just, had meetups in London and Edinburgh yes. when Katie and I went over there. We had this massive group of, like, 20 to 25 people meet us in London at this pub. And we were just like what is going on why do these people want to hang out with us but it was so it was so fun and i mean we've met some of our greatest friends to this yeah. podcast and a lot yeah, of them are here changed, today it's yeah. changed our yeah. lives yeah 100 yeah. percent. I, I see so many swishers yeah out here yeah. today and it it uh no try not to get emotional if you but start crying it, i legitimately will no I will it it crying. means more than i can express yeah. with words that that you would take time out to travel to see us yeah. so yeah i love you 
It blows our mind. Yeah. We can't say how much we appreciate it. Another thing we do on the podcast is on every every chapter episode, because like once we're done with the book, we do like we'll do a movie reread and we do a difference between the books and the movies. Um, and sometimes we just have bonus episodes if like we've recorded something and we just don't have time to get together since there's four of us and we get very busy. Or like but Fantastic we, Beasts. Yes. We very yeah. much try to have one out every um, a chapter episode we out every weekend. We have had an episode out we've every had, week. We have. For, for almost um, two years right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, we do Potter stories. So on our very first episode, we each talked about how we started reading it and how it's changed our lives. And really, the reason we're all friends is because of Harry Potter. Because um, when Tiffany started dating my brother, first of all, she thought I hated her. True. Um, but that's how we got really close. Was she gave me a very <laughs> interesting look. When I gave I her into into the stare. <laughs> <laughs> Just dead in the eyes. Um, but that's how we all got really close. So, like, we've gotten to, like, people send us Potter stories all of the time, and we read them. And a lot of times, like, they're so emotional that, like, you know, we've changed their lives. But it's so crazy because, like, they've changed our lives Correct. just by doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we uh, dive, dive in? on in? Yeah. Do we want to talk about, like, the theory at all? Or do you want me to really go over again what a seer like, is? Go over what a seer is. All just, right, so. just a little clearer than, than what I did. <laughs> So what we do in our, uh, when we break down a chapter, we um, do like our little thing we had. So Tiffany reads that um, first thing we go into a weekly profit. Katie does a recap. I do a summary of like what the chapter is going to be. And then we break it down into like quarters. So there's Tiffany goes first. We do it how we're sitting. So Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and then myself. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that. I just lost my whole train of thought. Um, when we break down the chapters, <laughs> yeah. we'll like try and pull things that yes. we may, that right. we, you know, that maybe we didn't notice yes. the last, I don't know, 20 times I yes. read Sorcerer's Stone because it's amazing. I read it 20 well, times or we something. We search crazy, the internet. So, with what J.K. Rowling does is she, and she's done exhibits like where she's pulled things from actual history or, right. you know, things that, you know, you know other things. So, th- we try to like scour things. And there's some stuff like, the one time we were talking about boars, I pulled from my own family crest. They have boars on it. So, like, just things like that. We just try to... I try to make it more interesting because, obviously, 90% of the people that have listened to our podcast know what happens in the books. So, so we um, try and pull, spoilers. like, you know, yeah, things that are stuff. maybe obscure that, yeah. you know, people may not have noticed. And, and we pull things from Pottermore. Come up with theories of our own. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and which this is, one this of is a huge theory that Tiffany, yeah. like, drilled into our brains until we believed her. <laughs> <laughs> and with our theory episodes, we do bonus episodes called Felix Files. And those are the ones where we do theories and we break it down. And a lot of times we'll have a guest on there um, to kind of get their opinion so we'll break it down and we'll talk about different aspects and we really try to like research it as much as much as possible but also bring our own opinions into it okay um so that whole spiel is over so what we're going to do today is just give you kind of a snippet of what we do so we're not going to go crazy in depth with it um and we also want to hear what you guys have to say so please tell us because we love hearing other people's perspectives because a lot of times sometimes we disagree completely and then there's sometimes that we all agree so we like hearing other people's perspectives um, That's the best part. Yeah. That's why we is. talk about it. So I'm going to tell you what a seer is, according to the internet. Yay, internet. Um, so a seer is a gifted wizard or witch who has the ability to see into the future with their inner eye. Seers predict prophecies, which um, are then recorded. Oh, you already read this, didn't you? I didn't read it. I oh. uh, summarized it a little bit. <laughs> so they are stored in the Hall of Prophecy in the Ministry of Magic's Department of Mysteries. 
Um, according to Minerva McGonagall, true seers are extremely rare, and she had doubt that Sybil Trelawney can be considered one despite her sporadically accurate predictions, which she had at Aww. least, what, two to three? Like, she had a couple that was right, but... Shout out to her. She's, yeah. a, she's, a, seer. she's a seer. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. She's, she's just quirky. I don't think... Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't think Harry's a true seer, like, 100%. Fighting words. That's all right. Tiffany is going to bite your head off. That's okay. She's over She's there. allowed. I'll bite back. Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Albus Dumbledore once told Harry that seeing into the future is, an incredibly, is incredibly difficult because the complexity of every single action and their consequences. Mm -hmm. um, and then she, we go into like the, that centaurs are seers with their own brand of divination, yep. which differs from humans. So we know from the books that they like talk about the stars and all of that stuff, and that's how they kind of get their future seeing stuff. So... <laughs> <laughs> That was good. And then there's some things that I um, that we can pull, like the lexicon. There's a couple like Harry Potter um, articles, but I can't pull them up because I don't have internet access. So it's totally fine. But we it's don't. Fine. I mean, we're just kind of grazing the <laughs> surface. Yeah, scratching this itch. So I perused uh, the internet and I, I googled the question. Like, did, I wondered if anybody else had thought, you know, is Harry Potter a seer? So, um, the information on seers that Sarah read was from the Harry Potter lexicon. And then there was a Stack Exchange um, article that people were wondering if there is some seer blood within Harry. Um, but first, I'm going to kind of uh, pull from the series. That Stack Exchange article brought out different um, dreams mm. that Harry had. So we're going to go over a few of them and kind of make our own predictions. Okay? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so the first one is, and these are in... No kind of order, we just kind of pulled here. So Harry made the mistake of telling Mr. Dursley about a dream he'd had about a flying motorcycle. His uncle nearly crashed the car from yelling at him. The Dursleys hated to hear about anything, you know, acting out of the, the normal. And that was from um, Sorcerer's Stone. I have a question, Chapter though. two. But, like, is that him being a seer, just remembering that he would rode one when he was, like, a year and a half? Well, you have to wonder, like, did he have that dream? Because he was, when he was a baby, he was brought to Privet Drive on the motorcycle that was flying with Hagrid. Yeah. So people are wondering, like, is that something that... Like a seer versus just, like, I remember that? Right, because he was okay. so young. You can't you know? remember when you're that young. Yeah, but, like, people have talked about, like, because that was a very traumatic day for him. He um, remembers, like, the green light and his yeah. mom screaming. To bring it down like, a think, little like, bit. Yeah, he's older than Alana is. You know what I mean? So think of like how, not to brag, she really is smart. <laughs> Which I know sounds crazy. But think about it that way. He was like a year and a half old. Okay. I'm, I'm sure there's, again, a very traumatic day for him. Yes, so he would probably have memories of like riding on that hog, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> riding on that hog. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, I mean, it's just an example. We're throwing this uh, yes, out to you. I'll right. tell you the one that really pulled me in, though. Um... So there's, there's, there's that one. There's also in Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone, when he was younger, Harry dreamed and dreamed of an unknown relation coming to take him away. Although at the time he had no idea that this dream would come true beyond his wildest imaginings on his 11th the birthday. Who forgets about that, though? I truly, when I came across that in the article, I was like, you know, it's just like a, a small detail that I... Didn't really remember, even though I literally just read it, but, you know. 
And <laughs> Wait, he actually said on his 11th birthday he thought that would happen? No, that, oh, that oh. came true on his 11th birthday. Got it, got it. But it's I was something like, that he had always really? wanted to happen. Did that mean that he was, like, seeing that in his dream? You know when you see things in your dreams and then you, like, maybe was, see them in real life? He was he willing was, it into reality. Yeah. Maybe he was just hoping because he didn't want to live there, which I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. That could be it. But It's, just, it's just kind of weird because, like, in a weird way, Hagrid is... A relation. I mean, not yeah. really, but like he's such a father figure yeah. to Harry yeah. that like he can be viewed, yeah, as a relation. I agree, in a way. I don't disagree, Maybe. but I also don't agree. <laughs> Are you Switzerland? And that's fine. Yeah, and Katie's always quiet. <laughs> what say you, Katie? I'm absorbing. <laughs> what did she say? I'm, I'm absorbing. absorbing. She's SpongeBob right now. She's I, absorbing. I need some more proof because those I, do seem like straight so up okay, possible. I don't care about these two. It. It's coming. Oh, I know. I'm on board with this with you. Oh, don't I know worry. you are. It took a long time for me to get on board with it because, like, when you started with these, I was like, mm, yeah. He... You can write them off kind of quickly. <laughs> what was that again? You can. But the thing is, is like you can you can say that okay, well that happened because of this and that happened because of this. But this next one that I'm going to read is something that I can't wrap my mind around any other way. Are you talking about Frankie Baby? I'm talking about Frankie Baby. Impress me, too. And not the old blue eyes of the chairman of the board. Sips for sadness for Frank. Frank Bryce. Frank Bryce. Sips for sadness. Pour it out. What are you doing? Here we go. Did you actually? Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Pour one out. I'm not going to pour this out. Thank you, Tree City Coffee. Yes. Their coffee's very good. Poor Frank. Sponsor us. Honestly. Poor Frank. <laughs> he did nothing wrong. Nope. He didn't. An unsuspecting victim. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not remembering who Frank Bryce is, that's quite all right. We're here to tell you. So <laughs> Frank Bryce is the muggle in Goblet of Fire, if you remember the way that that book starts out. It doesn't start out with Harriet Privet Drive like we were used to within the series. It starts out in Little Hangleton. Yes. Did anybody else skip that chapter when they would reread Goblet who, of Fire? Who, who skipped that? Seriously? <laughs> because I did anybody every time. over here? <laughs> no. Yes. These people are saying no. Oh, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't read. I wouldn't I don't know. skip it, but I, I couldn't ever get through it again. That's why my rereads went through to four, chapter one, and then I haven't read the other ones in forever. So this is like the first time all over again. Yeah, I was here. like, yeah. the Riddle House, next chapter. Okay, oh Harry gosh. wakes up. Here we go. So <laughs> many good so in that. It is it's so, so I mean, I get that, but as like a... 13-year-old. I didn't care. Uh, Whatever. All right. <laughs> well, our lovely Harry Potter r- 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 recaps <laughs> what he uh, has seen, and it was a dream. So this is a dream. Take yourself there. Here we go. And this is directly from the book. Harry tried to recall what he had been dreaming about before he had awoken. It seemed so real. There had been two people. He knew one, and he didn't. He concentrated hard, frowning, trying to remember. The dim picture of a darkened room came to him. There had been a snake on a hearth rug, a small man called Peter, nicknamed Wormtail, and a high, (laughs) cold voice, the voice of Lord Voldemort. Harry felt as though an ice cube had slipped down his stomach at the very thought. He closed his eyes tightly and tried to remember what Voldemort had looked like, but it was impossible. All Harry knew was that at that moment when Voldemort's chair had swung around and he, Harry, had seen what was sitting in it, he had felt a spasm of horror which had awoken him. Or had that pain been in his scar? Okay. (laughs) This is where I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. 
Spoiler alert, Harry's a Horcrux. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're you just ruined the entire podcast. series for people. Well, I mean, it's fine. Oh. All right. <laughs> when you think about this dream, and I'm going to use my hands because I'm being real passionate here. Harry is not seeing this room or these people through the eyes of Lord Voldemort. He is not seeing this room or these people through the eyes of Nagini. He is seeing it as if he is there, a fly on the wall. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I right? So the reason why we talked about this, and this is why it convinces me more so, is because when people talk about it and him being a horcrux, seeing like, oh, it's because of Voldemort, he'd see it through his eyes. Well, if he see it through his eyes, he'd see it from his point of view. Because there's yeah. another, at the end of the book, there's another dream that he has um, in class. And he, it's the same thing. He sees it from a whole different yes. point of view. So, again, you would see it from his eyes if you were seeing it through Voldemort. Yeah. Why would he be yeah. like, you know. I think that this right here yeah. is when I was starting to get convinced of this theory. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah, oh, he's a horcrux. That's probably why he's seeing all of these things. But then it's like. But again, like, you would think that he would see it through either, if it wasn't Voldemort's eyes, I would think it would be Nagini's eyes because Nagini is also a horcrux. Yeah. So, like, maybe right. he could transfer, you know, <laughs> from, <laughs> sounds weird, like, maybe he could, like, transfer from, like, horcrux to horcrux or something. And because right. Nagini is, like, a living horcrux mm-hmm. just like him, there could be a connection there. Well, and we do know that in Order of the Phoenix, Voldemort knows about this connection now, and he uses that um, to Nagini's trick Harry. not a horcrux yet. Huh? Nagini is not a Horcrux yet. Doesn't he use Bertha Jorkin? No, in Goblet. When I know, Harry in sees Goblet. I'm just saying, you can't, you wouldn't, if someone tried to say that, you would be goblet, like, not in Goblet. Order. I'm sorry. Not in Goblet. I meant Order. Did I not no, say Order? No, I'm just saying, with her talking about Nagini. Right. Being able to transfer. Oh. Yeah, but so like, we're reading it a second. about something that we had passed. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to say that, because... This is when I just go quiet. Anyways, this, this is, is like stuff when we, we edit. Or, when we're agreeing, but we're arguing about what it. What are we arguing about? We're, I don't know. The same thing. It. We're agreeing and arguing about it. No, but I mean, in order of the Phoenix Flynn, Voldemort knows of this connection, and he, you know, uses that to his advantage, but it's, it's through his eyes. Yeah. And I'm uh, listening to Deathly, Deathly Hallows on Audible right now, and... Um, Harry is feeling the anger and he literally says that he can like feel it in his soul but Harry is Voldemort when he's having these things so I know that's the Horcrux connection this to me is not any kind of Horcrux soul connection this is just Harry singing just Harry being Harry just Harry being Harry being a seer (laughs) (laughs) alright so we have (laughs) alright so I, you know, I just I try not to say all right so but it just fails horribly every time so I've just given into it it's just a thing that we say all right so <laughs> after um, after Harry's first trip on the Hogwarts Express this is a different potential like seer thing exactly. it's not like more it's this one is more like abstract I think as opposed to like where that is like a literal he's mm. a fly on the wall this is more like um, well you'll you'll understand hold on okay Let me just read it. It's from Stack Exchange again. So after his first trip on the Hogwarts Express, his introduction to the school and the sorting, Harry had a strange dream. Mm. He was wearing 
Quirrell's turban. Interesting. Which, <laughs> which spoke to him, telling him to transfer into Slytherin. The turban got heavier and heavier and tightened on his head. He saw Malfoy laughing at him. I don't remember any of this, and this is so amazing. Who turned into Snape, whose laugh became high and cold. He awoke after a flash of green light. The connections to Voldemort here are obvious. We have the turban speaking to him, obviously, because Voldemort (laughs) is on the back of Quirrell's head under that turban. So, like, Harry basically figured that out in his dream without... Obviously, he's not going to make that connection, but later on, it would be like, oh, wow, like, I dreamed that so bizarre um the high cold laugh which we know voldemort has the flash of green light which would unfortunately be the memory of his parents or just voldemort casting avada kedavra um and then it's interesting that malfoy and snape are connected to voldemort in the dream one transforming into the other because we know later on both of them do become connected to Mm, voldemort mm -hmm, mm -hmm. snape we know is the double agent and then draco ends up becoming a death eater but then not really being able to follow through and they are kind of if you think about it intertwined okay but you yelled at me for spoilers and now you're saying okay listen (laughs) so like we i mean we, we know that it's interesting, like, how closely connected Draco and, and Snape, Snape kind of are really with are. their, like, mm-hmm. journey with Voldemort. Because Snape starts out all gung-ho Death Eater and then all of a sudden flips a switch and he's a double agent. And then Draco doesn't go as far as Snape, obviously, but he does kind of flip a switch in Deathly Hollows. What? I just had an idea. What? Uh-oh. Oh. It's totally not on this topic. But so Snape carries out what Draco was supposed to do for Voldemort, Correct. right? If that's that's Correct. what Voldemort's saying. Do you think that Malfoy owes Snape a life debt? Ooh. Chug it, chug it, too. That's great for the podcast. I think the train thinks so. Should we pause? Um, <laughs> were they just trying to edit us? I don't know. But isn't that an interesting thought? (laughs) Yeah. If you could hear me. I think, yeah, I mean. I don't know what you said. Oh, you you don't? I said. Does does (laughs) Malfoy... Does Malfoy owe Snape a life debt? Because, because Snape saved his life by doing that. Because you know Voldemort would have just nixed him if he couldn't go through. I mean, he was just going to... Snape was saving his own life because he did the unbreakable vow. Well, true. Which you know is unbreakable. Is it? <laughs> can't break it. It is. Yeah, it I worked is. that out for myself. <laughs> it's just an interesting thought. It is. Yeah, just good, throwing that out there. Because it just good, popped into my head. It's a good thing to think. Because I just think of, like, Wormtail and the Silver Hand, like, does he owe him? Yeah. You know, all that jazz. But Snape doesn't make it. What? Snape doesn't make it, so does it matter? Make what? Doesn't life survive the the battle? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So how can you? I don't know. So does it matter? (laughs) Snape dies. So does it matter? I was joking. Wait, he does? Sorry, everybody. I'm joking. Well, you can't joke with me because I think you're serious. It doesn't matter. I mean, it just. I don't think it matters if Snape passes or not. But like, it just is an interesting thought. Like, is Malfoy in Snape's debt? You You can still do something to like get rid of that debt even when they're gone. I mean, I don't, I can't come up with an example right now. It's just a thought. Snape and Lily, you off. Snape kind of owed a debt to Lily and protected her son. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Let's get back to the topic. Let's talk about (laughs) seeing Harry as a seer. 
So another um, another cool like dream connection with Malfoy is in Goblet of Fire. Harry um, foreshadows he has a dream in divination class that where an eagle owl flies into mm-hmm. flies into a chair and Voldemort is revealed there. This and we know that the Malfoy family has an eagle owl. And Megan, then we what? we decided it wasn't his uh, eagle owl. It was. Uh, Moody, Moody slash Crouch Jr. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But, but, maybe it's but Malfoy does too. have an eagle owl. That's Malfoy true. does have an eagle owl. But, yes. but yeah, that eagle owl on Gobble to Fire is, was Crouch messaging about the yes, success saying that his of... father is no longer with the living either. Correct. Yes. She's a Debbie. I'm sorry. <laughs> the typical okay. is how I am. <laughs> oh, do I have to read things Katie's now? turn. All right. Here comes some more facts. Are you ready? (laughs) All right. The night before the crucial Quidditch match with Slytherin in his third year, Harry dreamed first that he'd overslept and that his team had had to use Neville instead and had lost. Revisiting this after Harry's problems with his dreams and Sarah's. My mind is being blown. (laughs) We talked about this already. I mean, but did we? Yeah, we did. Revisiting this after Harry's problems with his dreams, and in particular the lost prophecy, it's interesting that Neville is the chosen substitute, and that the reason Neville had need, had been needed was that Harry had overslept. So this is kind of pointing at the fact that Neville could have been the chosen one, and not Harry. But also you can point out to the fact that he does, like, if it wasn't for Neville, um, oh, you know, yeah. and Nagini, the whole right. thing, like, yeah. it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Neville is the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think he's cooler than Harry, if I'm being Aww. honest. I love me some Neville. <laughs> he's like a true Gryffindor. True is you true. Know? Yep. Not saying that Harry isn't a Gryffindor or anything, but yeah. So basically, that's kind of what we do when, when we go through theories. But we're going to, um, we are actually, yeah. Are oh, you going to drop this? Yeah, drop I mean, it? it's already so out we, there on So the we have some more news, and we um, have also posted, I think on, just on our Twitter Oh, in an yeah, episode, sure, maybe. but we're going to talk about this theory with another Potter podcast called Potterless in September. So we're really going to dive deep into it. So it's and not he gonna has be like, like more to add. He has yes. another theory that I'm Ron is it. a seer. Oh yeah. Ooh. So yeah. he's going to bring info about Ron being a seer, and we're going to talk more about Harry being a seer and try and like probably bounce bring off in, each yeah. other. Some cursed child stuff. Yes. Definitely, the whole yes. Harry is a seer thing like gets. For me, it got, like, real, real with Cursed Child, which I know a lot of people aren't fans of Cursed Child. I'll just say this. I, when, when it first came out, I, uh, you're going to, it's going to hurt you to hear this. I like to spoil things for myself. So when (laughs) Deathly Hallows came out, um, my dad had pre-ordered them because I read all the books. Like, my dad and I read them kind of at the same time. And so he had pre-ordered it. I went to go pick it up with my sister and two of our friends. They had to wait in line. I got mine first. And while they were waiting in line... I read the last chapter of Deathly Hallows. I know, She's the I know. Literal at, worst. at Barnes and Noble, because like I, I like get really, really Who into my books, that? like to the point where I read Gone Girl on an iPad and almost threw it out the window because I couldn't like skip to the end. It wasn't easy to do, so I didn't know how it was going to end. I think it's partially it anxiety. It like you need to know. like calm your anxiety yes. by like knowing what the outcome is it before you go me. and find out how it gets yes. there. I'll be like, okay, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Even though, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? I know, so I can calm myself down. So I read online kind of the plot line of Cursed Child, and I was like, not my cup of tea. And then we started this, 
And so we started the reread, and so I, I ordered it online and got it, and right up to like this one part of the very beginning, um, and then never picked it up again. And I'd asked our listeners, because we knew we were going to go see it, I go, should I read the play or not? And a lot of people were like, do it. And other people were like, no, just go in fresh. So I didn't read it or anything, and I didn't remember a lot of the stuff that happened, because I didn't read every single little detail. My mind was completely changed after yeah. watching it, like... Again, yeah. I cry. I mean, it, that it, it literally means nothing when I say I cried because I will cry at everything. But like, it's it was on, so much better watching it yeah. in person. It's yeah. unfortunate how inaccessible it is. Yeah. Um, yes. Because like reading it is just not the same experience, and like I understand why a lot yeah. of people don't necessarily enjoy it by reading it because yeah. it's a script. It's not a book. You're not. You're it's not meant play. to understand how everything is supposed to be yeah. said, and there's no emotion yeah. involved. But like, whenever you are in that theater, and you're watching it be acted out like in in our opinion all four of us agree on this we are like it completely mm -hmm. changed our yeah. views on it so and it's we expensive use, to see plays too it's expensive and it's and we far were fortunate away enough and, to be able to get them at like the 40 like the cheapest ticket which was right. still spending well, a lot we of money waited a year yeah, to go we waited like a year and a half to go <laughs> so, so. Um, but i mean honestly like if you guys have the opportunity to go like it's see it it's it's really amazing live and and I, we pull a lot from it now because mm -hmm. seeing it changed our minds. Mm -hmm. So, like, seeing Harry in Cursed Child as well solidified the Ooh. seer theory to mm -hmm. me because it happens then. And a lot of people will come back at us with the whole Harry is a seer theme and be like, well, he's a horcrux. Like, as soon as it died within him, like, that right. didn't happen. But then I'm right. like, but Cursed Child, <laughs> it happens there. And yeah. the horcrux is definitely dead then. So, like, yeah. it, I don't know. I just... We're stay tuned. Yes. Stay so tuned. check us out. It's we're gonna be recording with them at the end of September. So we're really gonna get in, as we say, deep and sweaty talking all about deep this. More so than you saw today, because this is just what, three examples and we didn't talk yeah. a crazy ton about it. Right. Normally our episodes are like super crazy long. So um now we're gonna have Gilderoy Lockhart um go out <laughs> to the audience. If you guys have any questions, we will literally answer anything it doesn't even have to be well, about harry's a seer well yeah within reason but like <laughs> within it doesn't reason. have to be just about harry being a seer if you want to don't know the answer we'll make something up and make it sound really good <laughs> yeah we're no experts that's also what we say because i mean, we make mistakes my answer sound great. i don't remember anything so <laughs> but Does yeah anyone have any questions anybody yeah come on that, down okay come on oh, this, down. Is this is the ask you a question <laughs> What's your name? There are those who call me Tim. <laughs> What's up, Tim? Hey, Tim? Okay. And what is your question? And it is, is it directed at all of them or one of them? All of them. Well, first, if I can make a comment, because I've studied Oracle. I've done mm -hmm. Oracle workshops with Diana Paxson, the author, mm -hmm. who does that work. Uh, been to Greece and all that. She says that um, when the gods want information, they will do like a, they will go to whoever's connected in the loop. So if there's oh. one person who has medical knowledge, and there's one person who's the linguist person, mm -hmm. the lit major, they will like make this feedback connection between them, so that they they can just see what they need to see, or vice versa. Mm. They use that, I like that so the lot. person I like that. can get the information they need and actually understand it. Because if you don't have any medical knowledge. Mm -hmm. Oh, yo, I'm sick. What do I need? Like you see, this stuff comes through viscerally. So you just see like 
this black monster in somebody's stomach, that doesn't tell them anything. That's awesome. I yeah, really like really that. Cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> but as far as the question for you guys, you say, if you have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll have the opportunity to go to New York City <laughs> if I spend about $2,000. So there are other things in my life I want to do. And mm-hmm. I was in New York City in April for WrestleCon, but I thought about it, but I just couldn't fit it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. That's another thing because it's two it's long. Plays. It's yeah. so much time. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing with the play is they have to change the entire theater yeah. to make it work. So to make it more accessible, I would love a recording of yes. the play. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, hopefully Broadway.com gets on that one of these days. I know they yeah. don't like to do that because right. they want everybody to see it first. Yeah. Right. Right. I just don't know how many but, theaters are going to change. But here's my question for you guys. I, obviously, like, going to Tokyo for New Japan Pro Wrestling, not in you guys' wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But, like, on the scale of life events being, like, I can die happy now that I did this, where would you put seeing the cursed child? Oh, jeez. I would say pretty um, middle to top for me, like, at least. I'm going to go, there. like, 70%. Yeah. Like, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Maybe ten being the highest. Seven? I mean, if you're a huge Potter, if you're a huge Potter right. fan, and you just like like to take in all Potter content, I would put it higher. If you're a casual Potter fan, five, yeah. four. I mean, right. it it it's really varies person to person. We are it's insane ex- Harry <laughs> Potter fans, so it's yeah. like. Oh, we got to do it. We got to do everything Potter. Oh, Harry's name's on it. We want it. Like, yeah. I'm Especially not that bad. To, but to bring it back to home. to our listeners. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And we really wanted to be able to talk about it and, right. like, with authority. You know, right. we, we, yeah. we can't just. And I mean, actually, like, yeah. once we saw, we did three episodes. Or no, we just put it all together. But we talked before and then during the, between the two par- parts, like the two plays, and, and then at the end. Um, and, and did, like, a whole reaction yeah. episode for everybody so that you could really see, like, the growth of our opinions on mm-hmm. it from the beginning to the middle to the end. And if you want to hear me cry, I cried a lot <laughs> talking <laughs> about it. A million um, times. But it, I'm, like, so excited to get there to talk about it more yeah. uh, and break it down on everything, so. Yeah, because we'll definitely get to Cursed Child after the, yes. the last book. We'll do kind of, like, this with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any Who's other there? questions? There's a guy over there. Anyone, anyone. All right. Answers questions all the time. Oh, man, your Patronus your is name? amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. My name's Brian. Hey, uh, Brian. So this is off topic of the seer. Sure. Sure. This is about when Voldemort went to recruit the Dementors. The Who's Dementors? Mm-hmm. Dementors. Okay. So it's well established that Snape was the only Death Eater that could perform the Patronus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would Voldemort have done if the Dementors said, nah, we're coming after you? Does Voldemort really have any... I mean, technically, like, yes, he's I don't think soul. that they affect him. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. Beca- because, like, you think... Like, think the Dementors with Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Like, they have a lot of happiness in them for the Dementors to feed off of. Mm. Um, and Voldemort is so overly obsessed with his one goal, which is immortality. Mm-hmm. That's literally all he thinks about and all he cares about, in my opinion, at least. I don't think that he really 
focuses on those kinds of feelings that normal people have because he is not normal, right? Like, I mean, you've, you've heard the connections of the Death Eaters and Voldemort to, like, Hitler, right? Mm. I mean, he's just evil. evil. And I think, that, I think that the Dementors don't have anything, like, he doesn't have anything, like, of value that they would want to feed off of, but in my would, opinion. What would he whoa, do? Whoa, would he be like, whoa, not today, whoa. Dementors? Oh, <laughs> I got T-Rex arms, but this one's been up. (laughs) Your question makes me think of whether or not the Dementors would even want to go after Voldemort's soul being in the state that it is. Yeah. Oh, true. Do they really want that? Eating like a grape, you know? Or maybe (laughs) they know it'll taste gross. You You know, you don't want to eat something gross. But like it's in seven pieces. It is so so damaged. I wonder (laughs) if it's, Gosh, is it even detectable that much? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's interesting thought, but... Why wouldn't they repel on Harry more than if they, like, felt his... I just... But maybe that's just, like, Harry plus a snack. He's got double soul. Just, Harry's right? just so cool. It's like uh, Harry in seconds. Yeah, Harry plus a grape. Sir, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? But I, feel, <laughs> but I feel like if Voldemort was using the Elder Wand or... Uh, I feel like it would be powerful enough if he used a different spell to at least get them away Protect from him himself. and then and then to go ahead and apparate out or fly out since he's a you know yeah. flying in seven now <laughs> or was. was we're not gonna r.i.p him does no. that answer your question <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> all right anyone else all right i'll get to her and then you how's that I was just curious, with you guys talking about how much you like Cursed Child, I'm actually, I don't like it. I'm not okay. a big fan of it. That's I've fine. I've only ever read the book, but I'm just curious because I'm wondering if you still consider it canon after watching the play. Yes. I've seen a lot of theories that talk <laughs> about how if you consider it canon, it kind of rewrites some of the stuff that happens in the original books. Yeah. So I'm just curious if you still consider it canon, even though you like it in the play. Here's my thing with canon or not canon. With all things, gonna, not just Harry oh, well, Potter. I'm going to say short answer is yes, all yeah. four of us do. But Ho- Tiffany can explain more. Ho- yeah. Hold on. If I hope that doesn't turn anybody off to us. I mean, it is what it is. People are allowed <laughs> to have differing opinions and, and still love, love one it. another. Here I we know, go. I know. If a creator says that this is canon, whether or not they had a full hand in it or not... It's canon. Then I'm going to take that as canon. It's the world they created, and I'm going to go with it. Yeah. It is not my position to say you're wrong about the thing that you yeah. helped create or did create. That's my view on that. Yeah. But what we talked about when we talked about, because I, like you, I read it. I thought about it and said, She argued hard with me pass. all the time. Hated it. <laughs> I really did. And if you listen to those early episodes, you're going to be like, oh, well, yeah. you know, Tiffany said she hated it, and now she loves it. Well, True. I'm allowed to change my opinion based on new facts. Yeah. But what we talked about with like time turner things, and you're like, time turners don't do that. Well, technology changes, does it not? Mm-hmm. And that's something that Megan brought up that really changed my mind because the time turner thing really got me. And it's like, time turners don't work like that. Well, does everything always have to work the same throughout history? Yeah. Time has passed. People make new discoveries. People create new things all the time. And who am I to say what can and cannot happen in a wizarding world? Yeah. Do we still have dial-up internet? That's what I'm, I'm sure saying. someone somewhere it's does. Just, things well, like sure. that change. So, but, you know, yes. it's like technology. That's how I yeah. tried to explain it to them. You know, all of yeah. the time turners got destroyed in the battle of the Department of Mysteries, I think. Hey. Yep. Um, yes, so all of them got destroyed then, but that does not mean that nobody could ever create one again, in my opinion. Yes. So... 
But yeah. it, and it, why not improve upon it? My my wish for listeners is that try it again. Yeah. With a new perspective. If you still don't like it, you don't have to like it, right? Well, and <laughs> another thing with this podcast, talking about pa- changing our opinions. Thank you. We'll have an opinion on something at the beginning, like Snape in particular, who none of us <laughs> liked. And then we have a very oh. dear friend who convinced us that he's not the worst you. human in the entire world. <laughs> this so. person here. Right yeah. Shout out to Jess. <laughs> so right. when you learn about question. it, you change your yes. views, you know? All right. Oh, yeah, how's it going? Hello. Good, how are you? <laughs> um, I just want to say one of my first, one of my favorite uh, characters in Harry Potter is Molly Weasley. Your favorite I, character? Yeah. I love her. That's yes. Because awesome. I know, so, I used to know someone like that. That I was a friend, I was a friend of with, and her mom, his mom, um, really kind of considered me as a mm. an adopted son for mm-hmm. a short period of time before she passed away. Uh. Yeah. Um, and question: I would like to see the cursed child made into a film. Yeah. A, a film. Yes. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Yes. That would be that would be amazing. Yes. And accessible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and here's the other one. Have you been to the uh, place in Florida? Um, the uh, the Wizarding World. The Wizarding World. Wizarding World in Florida. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I, I went there with my wife in 2015, so we had a great time. It is fantastic. Yep. It's yes, beautiful. Yes. And uh, where can I go to see the Cursed Child play? Where? Yes. Um, it's still in New York City on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, and London, and, which is super far in away. London. It just opened in San Francisco. Yes. And next year, or no, maybe this fall. It's either this fall or early next year. It's opening in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So. so is there anywhere in, uh, other than Toronto, is there anywhere in Ohio I could see it? Unfortunately no. not. I wish. See, that's why it's just not that accessible right. to everybody, unfortunately. But yeah. Toronto would be the closest, I think, once it yeah. starts there. Is it on YouTube? No. Mm-hmm. no. Oh no, they check. They you keep it under time. wraps. Ah, okay. well, but you can get you can get it in a script. Like you can read the script. I, I have the book. I have yeah. it at home. I just haven't read it. It's quite different, yeah. though. It's quite different. Yeah. You just can't get emotions. You know, it's difficult yeah. to read a script. True. Sure. If you're not sure. a theater person. Sure. All right. It does. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Anyone else? I will say while you're walking over there. Um, <laughs> What's up? So, Cursed Child, another thing that we love so much about it, that I'm not going to give anything away, hashtag keep the secrets, but when you go and see it, even like like a film is a great idea, but there's something that happens there That's that true. literally punches you in the chest. Yeah. I mean, right. you feel it yeah. when you're there. And, like, I don't know how you would recreate that any other way. Get a I, really good sound system. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Subwoofers. Right. Here we go. Um, my name is Lena, and my question is, for all of you, and it is, what is your guys' favorite thing about Universal? About Universal? Oh. Can I talk for, like, an hour about it? Don't let her do that. <laughs> She'll do that, because she's been, like, she used to, like, basically live there. Um, do you want to go in order? Sure. Sure. My favorite thing about the Wizarding World in Universal is when you walk into Diagon Alley, mm. you are in Diagon Alley, and it is... It is truly magical. I <laughs> walked through and started crying because it you literally feel like you are there, you're in it, and it is it's it's a feeling you get. It feels mm-hmm. real. 
Yes. You know, there's like a feeling real. I associate with like Christmas time. It's like warm, fuzzy in your yeah. home. Truly your home. Yeah. 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 Um, that. <laughs> <laughs> Meg is like, how many? I can't pick one. You thing, have to literally pick thing. one thing and keep it to like thirty seconds. I got mine. We're timing. You ready? And go. I have two things. Oh my god! I always do this. I'm sorry. So the first thing is definitely the Forbidden Journey ride. I think that Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is the ride inside Hogwarts Castle, is literally the coolest and best theme park attraction ever period i absolutely love disney but nothing there tops forbidden journey in my opinion and anybody who listens yet. to the podcasts you don't know what about hagrid you haven't ridden it yet forbidden journey in the castle i oh, know but hagrid. you might like hagrid's motorbike adventure oh true better. true i haven't ridden we're doing that in two weeks but at <gasps> this moment in time forbidden journey is the best attraction in any theme park period in my opinion and anybody who listens to the podcast knows how much of a Disney fanatic I am. Yeah. Love the parks, love everything there, but like Forbidden Journey, the bomb, the bomb dot com. <laughs> um, and then second thing really quick, maybe, is um, <laughs> so whenever you are, whenever you're over in Hogsmeade, which is the section that has Hogwarts Castle, um, it's beautiful. And it was the first thing that they built. But whenever you're in there, if you like turn around and look, you can like see the Hulk roller coaster, and you can see dr the Jurassic World area, mm -hmm. and you can see Seuss Landing. So, like, there are moments where you could kind of come out of it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm in a theme park." But like Tiffany said, when you're over in Diagon Alley, you literally go through the brick wall into Diagon Alley, and when you are in it, you see nothing else but Diagon Alley. Mm -hmm. And it is the realest thing I have ever like experienced. It feels like you are really there. Like it just completely transports you over to the UK and you are in London <laughs> behind the leaky cauldron, like so legitimate. It's it's amazing. And, and the the dragon's fire is super, super hot. So if it's you so can cool. imagine, like, Florida heat and then dragon fire, yeah. And then the magic. You can, oh like, do gosh. swish and flick. You can you do, do magic, and it's amazing. And I'm going to let somebody else talk because I could yeah. just say All more right, things. Go. Okay. Hey, Universal, sponsor us because we love Correct. you. Yeah. Sponsor us, please. Um, so as a graphic designer, I really like all the graphics that are oh, all yeah. over Diagon Alley. Mina Lima did all the graphics from movie one all the way on and i mean and fantastic beasts mm -hmm. yes they're just plastered everywhere and they're so well done and then two obviously the food butter beer all the snacks all the ice cream don't forget the all mutton. pumpkin pasties yeah. what's that don't pumpkin forget the juice. mutton oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i've tried that once it's okay <laughs> My turn yeah your so turn I have two um i'm gonna say two things you have two one, why did you yell at me well, I'm going to talk about magic. You talk about three things. So, so magic, <laughs> the magic there is so cool that you can, like, go around and do, like, different things with, if you have an interactive wand. And my second thing, like Katie said, is the food. So um, I've been to Ireland a couple of times, and, like, they're, like, a full Irish is what I call it. It's a full English over there, I think, in, at the parks. But mm -hmm. um, The breakfast, you so mean? It's so good. They have, like, Very the good. best sausage. They have uh, black and white pudding, potatoes. which, like, nobody here will eat but me. But, like, it brings me back to, like, being in Ireland and being home. So, like, that's something that I love. Um, and so I get it every time I go. Yeah. I love me some black yeah, and white pudding. Yeah, their food is really good. So good. All right. Does that answer it? Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Long <laughs> story short, right? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. That was louder than I expected. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty loud. <laughs> okay. 
So my question is, do you think that Dumbledore is a seer? Because back in the third book, he stalls when they use the time turning to save Buckby. So do you think he knew? Because he didn't know before. Time is confusing. I don't know how to explain it. No, I get what you're saying. That's a good question. I, That's I a very good question. That he just kind of gave them like a wink to be like, you know, you can not only save Sirius, but you can also save Buckbeak. I think so Dumb- kind of was like, yeah, Dumbledore is a man of he knows a lot, calculated you know? calculations, yes. if yes. you will, and I feel like he he knows that certain things can happen in a certain amount of time, and I think he has a lot of trust in Hermione mm-hmm. um, and Harry. I'd say the well, trio. and Harry to to getting these things done. Um, yeah. I think Dumbledore is just very aware of everything yes, at all correct. times. Yes. So, He's like, like my I, mother. So I'm gonna come out. <laughs> I'm gonna come out and say I don't think that Dumbledore is a seer. No. I just think that he is. He knows way more than we would ever think. Yes, to know. Right. you know, yes. he takes and, in every situation, everything. And he is so calculated and precise with like everything mm. that he knows what the outcome could be. So he he wants them to get that outcome. So he kind of pushes it He's on the them. kind of guy that thinks backwards. Think so, of the outcome that you want and you figure out how to get there. I Correct. think a good way to like say how he is, if you've ever seen the show Psych, how the right. guy like pretends to be a psychic but is just very, very observant. That's oh, how he she's is. Into it. <laughs> yeah. So He's Yeah, just, okay. <laughs> I have pineapple everything. <laughs> um, All right, so my name is Julia, and I'm going to start Kent in the fall. Oh, congratulations. And I was just reading, I was scrolling through Reddit recently, and someone pointed out that they were wondering why Harry took so long to open the present from Sirius, the two-way mirror, because they were still talking through the fireplace, and it would have been so much easier to just use the mirror, and it would have prevented the whole fiasco at the Mm. Ministry of Magic. So I was questioning what your guys' theory was of why he waited so long and why Sirius didn't tell him, just open your gift. (laughs) Good question. I think that has a lot to do with the personality of Harry Potter. Um, Yeah. And maybe just thinking, like, that's how she wanted it to go. Like, some, that's how my dad would be like, that's why it's written in the script that way, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't be a story. Yeah. We've yeah. been talking a lot about fate on the pod, though, mm-hmm. and things happen for certain reasons, and it's kind of like a give and a take. And we know that that two-way mirror is used to great effect later in Seven. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like it's just like on both their parts. It's a stupid mistake. Maybe. Well, maybe Sirius <laughs> is like thinking because he grew up in a house where magic was always a thing, and Harry was very much grew, grew up in a house where like you didn't. Wasn't that was allowed. like not. That was like a swear word. Like you couldn't say magic. <laughs> that was a swear. Yeah. A swear. So yeah. maybe he assumed wrongly that like Harry would know that it had magical properties. You know, um, so he didn't say anything. And then Harry was like, all right, he gave me a mirror. Cool. Does he want me to check out my hair? Like, <laughs> I can see my scar. You Wants know what I mean? Wants to make sure I look like James. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, maybe they just didn't, neither one of them thought to ask the other person, like, you just got me a mirror. Thank you. You know? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is kind of one of those questions where, like, unfortunately, the answer just is that is what Joe wanted to happen. Yeah. That so that's what happened. And, like, I hate, I hate going to that answer because, like, I want a legitimate yeah. answer for absolutely everything. But, like, there are a handful of things that happen in the series where, like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why does that yeah. happen that way? But, like, in reality, the answer is 
while it wouldn't have panned out the way that it should have if Joe didn't make it happen that way. Yeah. So that's why it happened with, that way. <laughs> with plot holes and everything, she is a human and we all make mistakes. So she's like even Goblet said, of Fire, there were like, a ton of dates yeah. wrong and stuff. And yeah. she, I'm I mean, like she an, came I'm out like and said that. I'm like a freak about that. I will go back on my calendar <laughs> and find the date. And I'm like, it's very interesting to me that she had like in the middle of the week, she's saying it was a Saturday, but it was a Wednesday in real time life. <laughs> like, but again, she's human. She even says, Hashtag she's like, I don't know. Ravenclaw. She goes, dates throw me off and... You know, there's some things that she just forgot. Which, again, she's human. That's fine. We'll she just always have to live has with an it. answer, though, when you ask her, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, she's she usually when we say, "Dear I'm, Joe, yeah, dear Joe, yeah. why'd you do dear this?" Joe. Are we ready for the next question? I'm ready. Yeah, go for it. All right, here we go. My name is Rachel, and I wanted to ask our Ravenclaw representative your Ooh. opinion on how they changed the colors. <laughs> the <laughs> Yo, you're gonna go oh, all day. Man. Get ready. So, go this for is, it. I mean, it's it's like a bittersweet thing because I don't buy any merch because it's not the right colors. Um, I don't know if they've ever really said why they did it. So in the movies, it's blue and silver. And then, um, so all official merchandise is blue and silver. And then our, I wouldn't call it a mascot. What would you call it? Is an is Emblem? Is, in a raven in the stuff, or right. yeah, the representative. It's because it's but easy, like, and it's called yeah, Ravenclaw, so, so people just said raven. And So in the books, it's blue and bronze, and um, it's an eagle, because, you know, we fly like an eagle. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting to say that. Oh <laughs> but it just God. it's so aggravating that, like, all the official merchandise is the wrong color, so I won't buy it, so it saves me money. But, like, what's great is <laughs> my sister knits, and so does Megan's mom. So, like, I have a scarf that has the actual colors because they found bronze to go with blue. Her mom made me a blanket with the correct colors. So, like, when I see something that's the right color, I'm like, yes! <laughs> but I go on a whole gripe on one episode that I was, like, so mad about it. <laughs> it was a lot. That's, like, a soapbox for Sarah. Seriously. So aggravating. Yeah. But we see your scarf, and you're yeah. rocking that blue yes. and bronze. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, hi, I'm Josie Peterson, and my question is, like, about finding, like, what house you're in, because I have, like, I've done some tests and stuff, and I've gotten two, but, like, I just don't know. What two have you gotten? Um, Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Okay. Oh, pick Hufflepuff. Oh, those no, are no, no, Hufflepuff. No, no, no. Those are very no. different, but, like. Did you do it on Pottermore? Um, yeah, but I've done it, like, more than once, just to, like... We all have. <laughs> and I've gotten both. Okay. okay. Where do you feel like you belong, and what values from those houses do you hold higher within yourself? Like, which do you think is more important and that you value? Do you bra- value the bravery and the chivalry, or do you value loyalty, the loyalty? and hardworking? Mm-hmm. Which one do you value more? Um, I don't know, because, like, they both have great, like... <laughs> they do, yeah. They do. So... I mean, you might be a classic hat stall. Yeah. And in that case, in you which get case, to pick. the sorting the hat would again. let you choose. <laughs> right. So you can it, choose. it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, for example... I mean, realistically, it's always be up to us, because it's what we value. <laughs> for example, I took the test the first time, and I tried to answer the questions <laughs> to get Gryffindor. And it put me in Slytherin. Because she ain't no Because it knew that I was lying. Yeah. Let's be real. Because then again, I did it. And it was like, yeah. And I, there's this really, if you want to go online, there's this really good quiz that if you search Pottermore All Questions, um, and it's, it's, I think it's, 
on like not Cora. I, I don't know, but if it gives you the breakdown of percentages of what house you are based on what questions you answered. So it'll tell you if you're seventy percent Slytherin and. 50% Gryffindor. It doesn't match up to 100 because, like, mm-hmm. some of the questions go towards more than one house. Yeah. So, like, you can get 70% Gryffindor and 60% Hufflepuff, but then maybe that helps you decide, oh, hey, I'm t- actually 10% more Gryffindor, so I'm going to choose that one or something. Yeah, but if, really you Google, if you Google that, it's a really, really good quiz, and yeah. it really helped... Um, we all took it, and, like, then we could all see, like, our breakdowns, like, our second house. It lets you know, like, the order of what you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want an update, though. Yeah, I need yeah. to know. Yeah. I'm going to need to know where you're, Both where are you're right. at. Houses. Yes. Go, you can't go, go Gryffindor. Wrong. I see your red shoes. You belong here. <laughs> I don't know. She looks really sweet and cute. She should be a Hufflepuff. I'm sweet and cute. All right. All right so. <laughs> Come on, Dobby. What you got? All right. Here we go. Okay. Hi, I'm Andy. Um, hey. So my question is, there's a lot of content out there that's not official Harry Potter. Um, so is there a favorite thing for yours that isn't? Warner Brothers official book like mine would be the Harry Potter musical. Uh, Well done. I think I know what most of us are going to say. Yes, yes, yes. yes. One, two, three. Me. Puffs. Puffs. (laughs) Yes, Puffs. Puffs Puffs Um, in the play. Puffs is the... Good. Oh my God. It's amazing. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. You can it's get it on, on Amazon. Broadway. You can Amazon. see it on yeah. Amazon, correct? Amazon yes. and iTunes now. They just released it on iTunes. You can buy it like as a download and watch it like it's a movie. It's so good. Hilarious. So funny. Not necessarily for small children sometimes. Correct. <laughs> no, the one, that, no the, one that, the one that's for download is like family friendly. Uh, is it? Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. So <laughs> Tiffany over here is the very serious person on the podcast, I would say. With, like, <laughs> she does not and will not watch a Harry Potter musical because she, like, I don't know. I think it's hysterical. Oh, that's probably my is. second Love favorite it. thing bes- yeah, behind like Puffs very is good definitely a Harry Potter musical. It's made by fans for fans. I mean, and Darren so, Chris. Yes. And so when she, when I tried to get her to watch Puffs, I was like, I think you're going to like it. And she was just like, nah. By the end of it, she's like, oh, my gosh, that was so it was, good. It was so funny. I we was quote in, it all I was the just time. in stitches sometimes. Like, it's, it's, have you seen it? Okay, you you're gonna oh. need to get on there. But we oh. quote—I would say we quote both Puffs and. If you um, like a very Potter musical, musical you're, you're gonna really like. Yes, okay. it's really good. It's just not a musical. Yeah. Well, so Puffs. you don't get that part. Puffs. For me, I'm a Puff, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's Third so or good. Or so you Third are going to laugh. So, so you guys hard. like, if you guys want to know just like a general little basis of what Puffs is about, it's it's basically like a movie. Well, it's a, it's a play of Harry's years at Hogwarts from the perspective of the Hufflepuffs. Just like a regular... What's his name? Wayne. Regular Puff. Wayne. Wayne. Wayne is the head. Wayne, that's right. Is the lead guy. And, and his shirts And, like, you see so Cedric good. and, like, how he so is funny. just, like, a celebrity to the Puffs. Yeah. And it's, just, yeah. it's so, so cute. It's so cute. So if you, like, if you like that kind of stuff, go watch it. It's very, very good. Yes. Very funny. Um, we're going to go see it again. The three of us are going to New York in like three weeks. So Not I. answer your question? Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you. Anyone else have any questions? Bueller. Right down here. Oh. Multiple. Hi, I'm Joshua Lyons. Hi. And my question is, out of all four of you, what is your favorite book of the Harry oh. Potter series? Oh, that's a really good question because yeah. we actually took some pictures yesterday holding our favorite books. Yeah. So I can start since we're yeah. doing the order thing. My favorite book is Deathly Hallows. <laughs> I see it. 
I didn't know if you were going to say oh, liar. I, yeah, anything. no, that's <laughs> it. That's, that's, like, that's, what are you waiting for? I mean, that's pretty much the whole title. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite book is Half Blood Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. That book changed my life. Yeah. I love uh, Order of the Phoenix. So wait, one person like Deathly Hallows the best? <laughs> are there any more? Thank you. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. All right. Any more questions? Right behind you, there's one more. Here, here, come here. And then I saw you, so I'll get to you. Hi, I'm Liz. Hey. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you think there's a connection between, assuming that Harry is a seer, if there's a connection between that and when he still is a Horcrux, if, like, those visions of Voldemort are stronger because he's a Horcrux? Because originally I was thinking maybe he's only, maybe... Like, bef while he's a Horcrux, he still has that seer mm -hmm. ability, but mm -hmm. you all were saying that he still might be a seer during Cursed Child. Correct. Is that true? Yeah. Because okay. yes. I haven't read Cursed Child or seen it. But so maybe. It's okay. Thanks. We'll forget you. We forgive you. We still like you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but maybe those visions are stronger while he's a yes. Horcrux. I, yeah. I think they have been more so. frequent, especially because Voldemort is um, among the living. There's a lot yes. more going right. on at that time, <laughs> too, yes. you There's, know? Yeah, and I think um, Harry's purpose, right, his end goal is to destroy Voldemort. So I think that Whoa. while Harry is going through that, like, that's his perfect purpose. Mm -hmm. That's where his mind is. Yeah, thanks and to so Dumbledore. And so that's huh? where his visions mm -hmm. come from. Does that make Cool. Awesome. Plus, like, there's no denying that Voldemort was a powerful wizard. So if Correct. he's somehow inside your soul yeah. or whatever, like, he, he might be great making things, things stronger. Terrible, Terrible but, but great. great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we ready for the next one? I'm, I'm ready, sure. Yes. yes. We uh, my name is Carly. Um, I was wondering if you think that Dumbledore is more of a hero or a villain in the story. <laughs> Carly, is it? It, it depends on who you ask on this stage. Well, no, I think, well, maybe Megan would disagree. Here's what? the thing I want to say about Jo. She writes Great the imperfect person perfectly. Yes. So he's, he's very much, you know, he's got a past. Um, and I want to say, yeah. he has a future. Mm. Does he? Well, it's I mean, everyone does to a point. So a little short. I mean, I would disagree. He lived 150 years. That's like as long as a turtle in Nemo. He could have lived a lot longer. Uh, so, so I would say that from other fans, you, well, there's an argument that could be made for both sides, but for me, for um, me, for me, <laughs> I, for me, he's a hero. Okay, simple, Kate. <laughs> I don't Here's the think... thing. They're married, so whatever happens no. here goes home. <laughs> you just say no. No, I, I don't think he's a villain. No. I don't know if he's a hero. I think he's a great, oh. great character. Um, I mean, he did a lot of good, and he did a lot of bad. So for the greater good. For he, the greater good. For, oh, for the greater good. <laughs> what um, say you? Yeah. Um, we all know which way she's going to be honest. She's sitting she beside you, so she best be careful. <laughs> I don't hate Dumbledore. 
I just want to preface not, this. They will not head up I wanna, to do I want to preface this. Uh, <laughs> Dumbledore is very similar to Snape, in my opinion. I would agree. Two coins, two um, sides of the same They are coin. very, very deep and complex characters. Yes. Would you say they're sweaty as well? I thought you were going to call oh. them deep and sweaty. And I was like, oh. They're deep and sweaty. Deep and sweaty characters, yeah. Oh, um, stop. And I'm... I don't know if I'm confident enough to say that Dumbledore's a villain. No. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely don't think he's a hero. But he's more on <laughs> the hero side. Like, if um, you hit a scale. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. He's more Dumbledore on the is, in my opinion, a little bit... Um, oh, how do I word this? Uh, not self-absorbed, but like... For the we, greater good. It's, he doesn't yeah, trust I mean, honestly, himself. like, the phrase for the greater good just, like, irks me to no end. And the fact that he, that is his focus, like, always, he doesn't, in my opinion, he doesn't ever view Harry as a child. But He doesn't view t- Harry as an 11-year-old child that deserves an 11-year-old child's life. I right? think he, though, d- no, like, he does it also to protect himself because of what happened with his sister. I don't care. Oh! (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It's just, you know. What's your answer? He's kind of a villain. We knew she was going that way. But he's not not like a Voldemort villain. No. But he's like not a great person. He's not a good person. Oh. But. So, okay. Villain, hero. Sarah was over here, hero side. I don't. But what it called? I wouldn't go 100% hero. So Katie, she's like, Katie, like, where you? Katie, where were you? I'm in the middle, like I always <laughs> am. She's at my microphone. She's Switzerland, we're, always. We're Meg, you are so like right always. here, right? Because yeah. this is a hero. Tiffany's like over by that tree. Listen, <laughs> she's in Canada. That's how far she is. She's <laughs> all the way over in Canada, over Lake Erie, <laughs> Toronto area, maybe even further. Yeah, you gonna see Kirsten Antarctica? Over there? Now listen, I wouldn't go that far. However, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumbledore is her favorite character. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I won't go that far. <laughs> we will get into his character yeah. profile, however, when we get to seven. So in a few years, right? I can't wait. Okay. It's going to be like many episodes long. We're going to argue. Like, what are we even arguing about? <laughs> We're going to argue about my main man, Dumbly. So I feel like I wouldn't necessarily label him hero. But oh, you I feel wouldn't? Like, no, I wouldn't. He's more hero-ish, in he my ha- opinion. He does heroic things, but however... It may be a ruthless way to get to the end goal, mm. but I feel like he's a man that did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it was acceptable and um, easy road, no. And But it wouldn't have been any other way. And I'm a firm believer in fate. Yeah. And I feel like things happened the way that they needed to to get to the end because in the end what did we need we needed Voldemort to well and that's the thing you can say and and we got there was it ugly oh goodness yes I'm sorry I just feel for Harry oh my gosh you can feel for Harry but you you can also feel for my main man Dumbly no here's my thing she'll change her mind later because she used to say that she you know hated Snape and now she doesn't say that and then she said she loved him did she not just that's right. Ooh, oh, three three I need to clarify that statement. So, more heroic for me. Ooh. I love how he's written. The truth comes out. Yeah, he is written very well. I love how he's written. He's She's a great character. such a little slithery snake right now. 
<laughs> but with Dumbledore, it's like the do we're the ends justify the means? Right, do the means the justify yes, the ends? Yes, we're ready yeah, for the right, next question. I've got another question. You do? All right. Somebody's got Nagini. We've got. Oh, good. Ten new toes left. Oh, we have to end the podcast, too. Oh, we have, we have, we have, we have ten minutes, so we can probably do yeah. a few more All right, so. if we're quick. Who is first? Get in the line. <laughs> All right, so I need your name, okay. and I need your question, because okay. we're, we're running short on time. Okay, All right? make it quick. Okay. Um, hi, I'm hi. Kylie. Hi. Um, hi. Uh, so uh, you guys have talked briefly about mental health, kind of how it's portrayed in the wizarding world. Um, so I just wondered if you could kind of like expand on mental health and how like uh, kind of um, marginalized people have been in the wizarding yeah. world. Um, it's difficult for for me at least to hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I can uh, get closer. Um, so you guys have talked briefly about um, mental health okay. in the wizarding world and uh. how that's kind of people were kind of marginalized and not really yeah. talked about that kind of thing. So I wondered if you guys wanted to expand on your thoughts about that. Do you have any character specific that you would like to discuss? So maybe like the long bottoms. Okay. Like, okay. Or how okay. like treatment is, or, or how characters are looked at. Um, trying to think specifically. I can answer that. Oh. <laughs> so the characters, oh. any character who is deemed uh mentally instable, I should say, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, is sent to a mental institution <laughs> called St. <Saint> Mungo's. <laughs> Gilderoy is, would know about this. Oh, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. my, my, my medical personnel was here somewhere earlier. <laughs> my doctor was. She left, but I... I, I asked that because I am a therapist, and so I'm always yeah. looking for that, and I loved how you guys have talked about how the books have helped you, like with in terms of mental health mm -hmm. and others, and your and the stories that have been shared. Oh, are you, know, are you talking about Potter stories? Well, both. Okay, I mean, it's all the mental health right. umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Right. So on our podcast, people will write to us and they'll share um, how they got into Harry Potter, what house they're in, and all that. But they'll also tell us about how the series has helped them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the series does so much good mm -hmm. um i for one uh moved away from home and went to school and i pretty much had no one and going into a new city and going into a new school and starting college like i had harry potter and that was my home mm -hmm. and that did make me feel better in times of anxiety and, and loneliness and sadness so that that's like my little snippet as far as mental health goes using the series I think that Katie probably can speak to this a lot too. Oh, you're putting me on my on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm open about it on the podcast. I have a lot of anxiety. I think it should be talked about. Yes. Um, yeah. Books, I think it's not really <laughs> talked about enough in no, the series, to be honest. Like the, you, like you can clearly see that there are things, you know, like the Longbottoms and Gilderoy, even and, and just Neville. If you think and, about him, just and, how yeah. all of that right. has affected him. Like people don't. They don't touch on that, but we're also seeing it from Harry's point it's of view. It's kind of kept hush-hush, which is not mm -hmm. how it should, should be, be in the real world. And we see how Neville acts, um, yeah. and I'm going to draw on this. Sorry, Snape people. But, like, when he goes into potions class. I mean, um, he's just completely, he's, like. He, he performs yeah. dismally, I believe is his, his grade, or something of that nature. And it just, the way that um, 
Snape treats him as a child and teacher relationship is not healthy. And I think that that's something that as a kid, sometimes you don't always recognize that an adult is not doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think what the series can do is give kids a voice. You know, oh, yeah. kids have feelings, they're strong, and they need that voice too. And maybe mm-hmm. they can stand up for one another because we do see Harry and Ron and Hermione standing up for him. Back to Katie. Sorry. Yeah, Katie. <laughs> um, I, they've, I, they've done like studies on Potter where like yeah. Potter fans are just more open. So the yeah. fact that I can rely on these guys or rely on this book and this series to relieve my social anxiety and do something like this. So like, you know what I mean? It's, it's insane. I don't know. It's just magic. It truly is just straight up magic. Well, even to talk about our Facebook group, because um, we are like crazy strict about any negativity, because let's be honest, there's a lot of negative things in the the news and around the world or just people's own personal lives. So we want to create the safest space where you can come and talk Mm -hmm. about something that you love and like, you know, there's people from all kinds of different backgrounds in our group. So that might, you might not have any of that in common, but you have a common interest in Harry Potter. So that's something that brings them all together. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, I, people are like, have said to us, they're like, I was in another Potter group and people were just so mean. And like, yeah. we will delete things. I mean, we like make sure we're like nothing negative because that's not what we're about. I just and like have no problem. Yeah. Just kick, nope, I think delete. I just made a post the other day and it wasn't that like, like people were just teetering on the edge of maybe getting argumentative not constructively you can yeah. have debates yeah all day long but once you start like kind of like name calling and things mm-mm. so i said mama tiff <laughs> says no you're gone <laughs> and i have no qualms about doing it and we even have another have, group yeah. yeah we have a secondary group associated with our group because what's so amazing about like our community on facebook is that the people have grown so close within mm-hmm. the swish and flick podcast group that they wanted to talk about more than Potter together. And it was kind of this fine line of like, well, what do we allow in it? Because like, we don't want it to just become overrun with like personal posts. Yeah. But we also understand that these people have become legitimate friends. And they want to tell each other about all of these, ab- about good things that are happening, mm-hmm. or they want advice on maybe bad things that are happening. So we created this secondary group called Swisher Support which has been, like, the best group ever. And mm-hmm. it's, like, you can literally go in there and talk about absolutely anything, and without, fair, without fail, there is someone in that group who's gone through it, mm-hmm. has words of wisdom to give you, calms you down from your anxiety, you know, yeah. I mean, any, it's not, anything. It's, it's yeah. not always people who maybe need, need a word of encouragement or anything. Sometimes people will just post something good that has happened yes. in their lives. And who can't use a little more good news in our yeah. world today, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially on the internet. It's, it's a great way to, um, and I think the internet in this aspect can be great in the same way where, like, you know, you're having anxiety about something. Because I know Katie and I are the ones that are the anxious ones on the podcast. So <laughs> it's nice to know that, like, there's things that I'm anxious about that other people are, too. So it makes me feel yes. less alone that, like, oh, right. my, oh, you do it, too? I'm like, let's just go be anxious together. Like, I mean, you think you're crazy when you yeah. first start feeling what you yeah. feel whenever what age you're, you, your is, yeah. you feel it but you know then you meet other people and you're like oh i'm not and alone. then people be like just you just don't be anxious like oh my gosh i'm cured right. <laughs> and yeah. like we joke about like it now turn it people are like oh my gosh <laughs> all right we, we have can to probably on. have one more question one more question yeah. yeah okay make it good i need your name and the question Um, That's a lot of pressure. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I was wondering what you thought about Ariana being an obscurist. Oh, (laughs) we like it a lot. We like it a lot. It's been a minute since I thought about that. I'm a thousand percent on board with that theory. I I I think that it. I think it's true. 
we yeah. have more theories on that as well. We do. We have theories about With, credence. Yeah. We have theories about. Yeah. yeah I, I think we're into I, it. Yeah, I love that. I think that um, it just completely fits, mm -hmm. and I think that. My, one of my favorite things that we that we came up with when we started talking about like when Fantastic Beasts started is that the series is called Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and we're super focused on Credence, right? So yes. is Credence a human or is he the beast that we are talking about? And I kind of think that Credence is the Fantastic there? Beast. In my opinion, that's I mean, what I think the series is going to come full circle yeah. to. And it's going to completely talk about Ariana in that process. We're going to touch on Ariana being yeah. an Obscurus and how it's related to Credence. They talk about like a dark twin. I mean, are Credence and Ariana somehow connected? I also wonder if we're going to have a minute Ariana's left. We have a minute left. Are we going to find out who cast that curse? That ended Ariana. You know, I don't think Grindelwald is really it, new, right? Curses were is flying it Dumbledore? Everywhere. Was it just Ariana herself? Did she <laughs> just kind of like do that I to herself? Which is possible. What? We gotta end it. Yeah, I we know, gotta go. but I just I love that. That was a yes. It was a good yeah, question. Thank you so much. We are going yes, to discuss it you. more. I think you're right. Is what I'm saying. All right. Yes. Thank We're, you guys so much for those questions. Yes. Where can we find us? Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you guys so much. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook. Just search us. We have a group as well. Swish and Flick. Swish and Flick podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast and also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Swish and Flick Podcast. This entire podcast was live on YouTube. So, like, shout out to the people who couldn't be here. Thank you. Um, and oh, also, you can go to our website, which is just swishflickcast.com. Swish and all of the information that I just told you is there as well with links to go straight to where we are at. Is that all for the greater good? That's Tis all. all. Okay. That concludes this live episode from Kent. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate you. you. Thank you. <gasps> Amazing. Look at my voice. Can I say what I wanted to say? Yeah, sure. sure. Go right ahead. Live from Kent. It's Saturday day. <laughs> <laughs> So sure. this is our this is our first live podcast, isn't it? Well, so, like a legitimate podcast, like yes, a oh, okay. real one with all, right. all four of us, also, yes. But now Tiffany's going to legitimately start the episode yes. like she usually does. So and this you is what have, happened. You have the pleasure of being part of a regular podcast episode. This is going to go out on um, today, today, Podbean, iTunes, Anywhere. Spotify, Google so Play. If it sounds like we're um, a little formal it's because we are but once the discussion gets open it's going to get a little more relaxed that yeah. way but yeah. i hope you um enjoy so here we go